Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Working at the Wheel. I'm your host, Vicki Dombeck. This is our second episode of our identity theft. And man, did our first episode sound really good? I don't know. It might just be me, but I thought it sounded really great. So we decided we're just going to keep it rolling. And today, welcome back. We've got some really great guests here today on Working at the Wheel. If this is your first time listening to us, first of all, welcome. Second of all, I'm probably going to stop you right here and say, go listen to last week because we're starting a new series called Identity Theft. And we really want this to be an informative process that you can go through one step at a time. So I really encourage you to take a step back and start with last week's episode. But this week's episode is still going to be great. So stick with us. Um, because we've got some amazing people here, including our two guests, Gene Cooper and Brock Berger. How's it going today, guys? Welcome to Working at the Wheel. It's going well. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to be here, Vicki. So Working at the Wheel is a podcast produced by the student leaders of a Christian campus ministry, Badger Crew. Um, we're stationed in Madison, Wisconsin here, but also we want to be a resource to anybody who's listening. So whether you're listening halfway across the country, halfway across the world, we really want to pour some truths into your life about our good Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And today's episode is all about truths and more importantly, the opposite of uprooting the lies and fighting off those that the enemy gives us. So I've also got my co-host here today, Miss Katie Cheeseboro. How's it going over there, Katie? Fantastic. I'm actually home, so um, I'll be in Madtown soon, so I'm really excited. Um, and I guess I just wanted to kind of start us off, and I'm really yeah. excited to talk about this topic. Go for it. Um, it definitely hits close to home. Um, in middle school, I was the typical middle schooler, thought I was the coolest kid on the block, was just walking around with my head high, thought I had my whole life planned out. Um, and then I found myself at youth group one night with my eyes closed, uh, praying to the Lord, hoping that I could focus on the truth rather than the lies. And through that, I have truly um, started my faith and grown closer to him. And now I'm here at Crew, getting to talk to all of you. So uh, it's definitely been an interesting journey, but it's been a good one for sure. And lies is the main focus of this of this episode. And we're talking about practical steps that we can really do in uprooting those lies that unfortunately can be a huge part of our time and can pull us away from God, right? Um, so thanks for sharing that little part of your testimony, Katie. I really appreciate that. And I'll open it up to our guests here today too. And just thinking about, you know, where have you seen lies play a role in your life, in, in your faith walk? Um, I think they're definitely something that everybody has in their faith walk. Um, and something that is a very useful thing to practically learn how to fight off the enemy and believe the truths over the lies whenever we come into trials and tribulations. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think especially as college students, we compare ourselves a lot to those around us, especially the other Christians around us. And so it's easy to fall into those traps that Satan sets for us and um, and those lies that he feeds to us. And I think one thing that uh, I've kind of been believing lately is like my that my singleness is bad and I haven't been super content being single. Um, but I think something that really helps me with um, combating those lies is turning to scripture because uh, in 1 Corinthians 7, Paul talks about, um, he says to the unmarried and widows that it's good for them to remain single. Um, and he wishes that everyone could be as, his, that, as he is so that they can devote their lives solely to the Lord. 
Um, and this isn't to say that people who are, are in relationships or get married, like, that's not bad either, because he says, you know, go for that too, because God wants us to take dominion over the earth. Um, but I think turning to that, it's, it helps a lot, because it's like, okay, it's not bad that I'm single, um, because Paul, who was a missionary and, like, just a super cool dude, talks about all these things that the Lord has given him. Um, and when we are single, we can take that time to solely devote what we have to the Lord and to sharing the gospel with others. Gene Cooper, welcome to working at the wheel. My goodness. <laughs> Comparison, singleness, dropping scripture right off the bat. I couldn't ask for a better way to start that. And just, you know, talking about lies, but speaking all truth. And, and man, that... That was a great way to start us. Brock, why don't you keep us going? What, what do you got to say to that, buddy? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so I actually, I agree with Gene a lot of those aspects. Um, singleness has definitely been something that I've struggled with as well in the past. Um, but an area that I actually think I've struggled with more uh, is grades and in high school. Uh, that mm-hmm. was a big part of um, my testimony is actually looking at how much of my identity I was placing in my schoolwork. Um and ultimately, I mean, that just, that didn't end well for me. Um, in high school, it just led to a lot of um, just not positive thinking about myself um, and placing, basically, if I did anything wrong, um, I would just kind of beat myself up over it uh, because I, um, I placed all my identity in that schoolwork and in those grades. Yeah, I think that's also good. And just thinking about how many lies there actually are that the enemy can pour at us and whether it be about contentment in our singleness or relationship or, you know, relationships with other human beings and friendships too, lies about our grades and that being what makes us worthy of things. And I think a a really big thing that goes into this identity theft theme is thinking about how Satan can play a role in trying to manipulate our identity, right? In trying to change up where we're at in good places. And, and a lot of times when we're at our highest states, when we're feeling the best about something, that's when the enemy comes and attacks us the most, right? Um, so thinking about the ways that the enemy can manipulate our identity, what are what are some practical steps maybe that we can take um, in trying to not allow him to do that? Um, I was just going to say one thing that I have really kind of fallen into and placed all my eggs in one basket in is my focus. Um, I think a lot of times when you focus on all those lies and when you focus on uh, all that negativity, um, that's what you're going to believe. If that's all you're hearing, that's all you're focusing on. Mm. And God gives us so many opportunities, so many chances to believe the truth and believe his truths over the lies that Satan tries to throw into our life. And a lot of times we just ignore those because Satan truly is. Um, he's coming in and he's fighting hard. And just simply turning your focus away from that and trying to focus on those truths rather than the lies is a great first step to uprooting those lies and taking those out of your life. I mean, they're always going to be there. They're always going to try to fight um, their way into your life. But I think turning your focus away from those and onto the Lord's truth is truly one of the first steps I took. And, and and Brock, I'm going to ask you this: what What is the purpose of the enemy lying to us? You like what What is his agenda when it comes to it? So I think a big reason of why the enemy lies to us uh, is ultimately because he wants to destroy our relationship with the Lord. Um, and so, 
our relationship with the Lord is such an important part of who we are and such an important part of our identity um, that one of the biggest things the enemy to, uh, can try to do to us is uh, try to destroy that. And so a big part of how I've countered that in my life um, is just getting into scripture and seeing truth there um, and just knowing who I am, who my heavenly, or sorry, what my heavenly identity is. Um, and so a passage actually that I think really states that well is Galatians 3.26, uh, which says, So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. Um, and I think that is just such a powerful passage, uh, just because it, it combats the enemy's lies uh, that he tries to tell us that we are children of this world, and ultimately we're not children of this world. We're children of God, mm. um, and our identity is in our salvation and in Christ Jesus. Yeah, I totally agree with what you said, Brock. I think that turning to scripture is a great way to combat those lies that the enemy feeds us. Um, and in Ephesians 2.10, it talks about how we are God's handiwork. And in Genesis, it talks about how we were created in his image. And Brock, you were talking about how we need to find what where our heavenly identity lies, and that's in Christ Jesus. Um, and I think when we put our focus in that and not in our academics like a lot of us do or in relationships, um, when it's solely in... Our, we put our identity solely in Jesus, I think that's when we truly understand that um, the lies that Satan feeds us are not true and that we are children of God. Yeah, I totally agree. And going off of that, um, you can find so much truth in Scripture. And um, I guess one truth that I have found um, is I am enough. And I think a lot of times even through high school, still going on today, there's no way I'm even close to perfect to following my truth. But um, in hard times, it definitely comes about. And so being enough um, just combats everything personally in my life that comes up. It's simply, oh, I need to work for these grades. And it's like, no, Katie, you're enough. Or I need to work for this or I need to be in this and I need to just be there for everyone and do all this stuff and all these lies that come into my life that I'm not enough um, is combated with that truth that I am enough and um, personally I wear a bracelet that um, it's like a gold bracelet so I think of like I am gold I am enough and it reminds me of my truth so I think a lot of times um, little symbols like that are super helpful too and that's almost uh, the second step I took was once I figured out those you got to figure out the lies to figure out your truth so yeah. I really uprooted those lies, um, kind of found them out, picked them out in my life, and then found a truth that was applicable to many aspects in my life. And then through that, I found a symbol, which, I mean, I wear this bracelet every day, and it can be as simple as uh, your glasses. It can be as simple as a strand of hair. And just coming up with that symbol and then tying that symbol to your truth is a great way to just continuously just be reminded of the Lord's the Lord's word and his truth and that's a great way to kind of combat those lies yeah I've actually got something very similar too so my grandpa passed away when I was nine years old he was a big guitar player and he gave me this guitar pick uh, when I was really young and I was like you know I didn't realize how much it would mean to me but I still carry that guitar pick around with me today and I think it was because he was such a role model to me as a believer that that little thing, it's broken in like four different places. It's taped together. It's it's almost nearly destroyed. But I mean, that's kind of defined of my life, right? Is I'm broken. I'm close 
to the enemy just destroying me. But that tape that I've got wrapped around there, that's God giving me a hug and holding me together. You know, and mm-hmm. finding those symbols, finding those little things on this earth to help you battle those lies is another great way, too, that I feel like people don't always think about. You know, they go to scripture, they go to worship, they go to prayer, which are three amazing, amazing, amazing things. Do not get me wrong. Those things are so compatible. But if you're looking for God to be a physical peace on this earth, which a lot of us do sometimes because we we don't get that as much. If you're looking for God to be a physical peace on this earth, find something like that. Find a symbol. Find a piece of paper that you can just hang on to. It, It can be as simple as that. And, you know, really pour your truth into that and have that be a reminder of of God's truths over you yeah and I encourage all you listeners to take 10 seconds right now just to look around it's not I mean it doesn't have to be something super amazing or anything like Vicky just blew it out of the water with her awesome (laughs) broken guitar pick but I mean simply um your car every time you drive that can be your symbol um it can be like mine something you wear it can be um I mean, I have hangnails. It can be every time you get a hangnail, you think <laughs> of your truth, you know, something silly. So I, I encourage everyone to take 10 seconds just to find, find your symbol. Yeah. And like Katie, I mean, I wear my symbol. Um, she's got a bracelet and I have a necklace and every day I wear a cross necklace as the reminder that my sin was nailed to the cross with Jesus. Mm. Um, and that, that is where my identity lies in him. Um, and that is my constant daily reminder of what Jesus did for me and taking away my sin when I didn't even deserve it, but, um, but he loves us anyways. And so, you know, the Lord sent his son to do that for us, which is just so amazing. Yeah. I was just going to say, um, reminding you of that cross and nailing your sins to the cross. You're not alone in this. Um, even though it's your symbol, it's your symbol because of what the Lord has given you and it's your symbol because he is with you and um so it's not your symbol um it is your symbol in a way that I mean it helps you remember but it's your symbol as a way he's always with you you're not alone in this walk either um no one can uproot the lies by themselves you truly need him and his word and his his truth and his grace and everything he has given us um and you don't need to work for that either which is the amazing the amazing gift that he has given us. So I just encourage that um, you constantly remember you're not alone in this walk either. For sure. And I think the next step that we kind of want to take and the next question I want to pose is, you know, if you're looking at your life and you're thinking about if this thing were to walk out of my life tomorrow, would I be okay? Like, would I still feel like there's something worth living for? You know, and this kind of goes back to the idea of idols, too. And idols can be a huge thing in this world that can produce lies and that the enemy can work through to produce those lies. You know, think of it as a stepping stone for the enemy to lie to you with are those idols. Um, And thinking about, you know, if these things were to walk out of my life today, would I be okay? And if the answer is no, then that identity is not truly found in Christ and not truly pursuing it. And I've had those things. I think everybody on here can say that they've had those things. And most of us probably still do. I know I still got a couple that I'm working through, you know, and I think that can be a practical step too, is looking at our idols in a way that um, the enemy's trying to lie to us through and demolishing those is going to help uproot those lies. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think actually just a big thing that is important to realize is ultimately that uh, the things of the wor- this world are just so temporary mm. um, and that the only thing that is eternal is the Lord. Yeah. Um, and so if we put our faith, if we put our identity in anything in this world, it's going to let us down um, just because of what it is. It's not eternal. This world is just something that we get to experience before we go to heaven. So yeah, I mean, if we put our uh, faith or identity in things of this world, they will let us down at some point in our lives. Yeah. Oh, one that came to mind, I know, Brock, you said earlier, grades. Grades get you down. And Vicky, honestly, I can say if grades walked out of my life right now, I'd be way better than okay. I'd truly be celebrating. Um, <laughs> I know a lot of times they're a stressor for us. So, I mean, we put so... I see people put so much stress and pressure on getting good grades and that's a lie is I'm not enough I'm not enough if I don't get good grades I'm never gonna get a job I'm never gonna the Lord has your life perfectly planned out and if you just get to a point where you can let that go and live freely um, I know Vicki you were saying that if it walked out of your life how would you feel if grades walked out of my life if school walked out of my life God bless that's all I have to say um, and I know it's a big stressor but truly when you look at it that way and it is honestly so eye-opening and i mean he's he wants you to focus on him and once you get to a point where you're able to start taking those steps and start seeing those that difference between the truth and the lies that you have been told your whole life and those lies that have um planted their themselves in your life uh once you start recognizing those and start taking to uproot those going to be it's going to be good he's going to work through that and um, fill himself into those cracks and that's when you start truly seeing his light in your life and it'll be very very exciting and that is something worth celebrating absolutely and I love Katie that you were saying that um, if grades you know walked out of your life that you know you'd be okay because God has a plan for you Um, And in a way for me, over winter break, my grades kind of walked out of my life because um, I found out, I got an email from an advisor saying that my GPA was uh, 2.47 and it was supposed to be a 2.5 for the nursing program. So I was placed on academic suspension and I, my heart shattered. I felt like everything had been taken away from me. I thought, okay, um, what am I going to do now? Nursing is what I feel like the Lord has called me to. So how am I going to work my way back? Um, and it felt like my world was ending. And that was because I'd placed too much of my identity in my academics. And I, I thought there couldn't be anything better beyond nursing. There couldn't be anything better that God would have in store for me. But that was totally wrong because, I mean, over break, I was able to work my way back into the nursing program, although it will take me an extra semester now. Um, and so I praise God that he helped me do that because I still do feel like he's called me um, to nursing, at least for this time in my life. Um, but I did realize though, uh, through spending time with the Lord and through spending time worshiping him through music and spending time in scripture, I realized, okay, if this didn't work out, if I didn't get to be in nursing school, I would have been okay. God would have had a plan for my life and he still has a plan for my life, whether it includes nursing or not. Um, and so I think that's so great that you talked about that, Katie. Yeah. And how amazing was it that he was able to, those cracks, you felt so broken and those cracks are exactly where God snuck in and was able to fill those in that perfect time that he had 
perfectly planned out himself, which is just amazing being able to see that. And something that Gene referenced to and kind of the topic that I really want to focus on in our final uh, couple minutes here is just the idea of using scripture, especially to fight these lies, you know, because there is no bigger truth than scripture. So it would make sense to take the direct truth word of God that is scripture and throw it in the enemy's face and say, hey, but my God said this. My God says this. My God says this. What do you have to say about that? Huh? Just being like, take that. You know, scripture is a book. It's a Bible, right? But it's also our weapon Mm -hmm. that we can use to fight back the enemy. Absolutely. You know, God is not a passive God. Our God is an active warrior who wants to fight with us. So, you know, Jean talked about using scripture to uproot those lies that she experienced over break. And I think there are so many different ways that we can use scripture to do that. And that's what I want to kind of talk about here. So I'm wondering if anybody has, you know, some ideas to, to think about scripture. Maybe it's just spending a quiet time. Maybe it's this, maybe it's that. But, um, you know, kind of opening it up to see what are some ways that we can use scripture to, to fight our battles with the Lord alongside us. May I just say, Vicky, that gave me chills. <laughs> put on some sim, put on some good truth there. It's not just a book, it's your weapon. Are you kidding me? Snaps to that. That was awesome. Absolutely. I think um one thing that can help and I can't remember if it was at a retreat or a conference or like a disciple or someone or like a mentor or someone who taught me this, but someone in my life at one point in time has said that it can help to write down um all of the lies that you feel like the enemy is feeding you. Um, and for each of those lies that you then have written down, finding scripture to combat each one of those. Yes. And I guarantee you, if you try this, you can do it. You can find a piece of scripture for every lie that you're believing about yourself that the enemy has made you believe. Um, there's scripture that can combat that because the Lord is on our side and he doesn't want us to believe those lies. He wants us um, to know the truth and that's his truth of the gospel. And you could probably find five, ten any verse in there like way more than just one one yes. is easy if you want to challenge Absolutely. yourself found find five yeah i mean why not yes great <laughs> great way to start yeah i definitely agree with that um another thing i think is just crazy powerful about scripture um is ultimately i mean the lord is never going to contradict himself mm, um so if yes. you ever feel unsure about a situation um and honestly you don't like you don't know what to do scripture is the first place you should go whether mm-hmm. that's a quiet time or really just anything like you could open your bible for five minutes and try to find something and i guarantee you're going to find something that is combating uh, combating some lie in your life and uh one tool i use is writing them on a little post-it note and posting them around that scripture around my Mm -hmm. apartment uh because the lord's tricky every time i think of a lie uh, i just look up and there's some truth on the wall and i'm like "Ooh, you got me again i can't uh (laughs) satan can't win for sure when there's truth all around you um And even in scripture, when you dive into that and when you truly surround yourself with truth, there's no way that the lie can get in. Um, And when it does, there's so much truth to back it up and kind of drown it out. So I think that's also super powerful is just um, along with that symbol, just making it a constant reminder in your life and just present in front of you. And the final thing I want to add to is all of those are amazing. And they all involved somehow like writing something down, right? Or, or looking directly at scripture. The next step that you can take after that is memorizing that scripture. Because then you have those post-it notes that Katie was talking about that she has posted on her apartment with you 24-7. 
And it's not an extra something that you have to put in your backpack and take out of the time. It's stored up here in your brain. And that is can be an ultimate weapon when you can instantly, when the enemy's like trying to tell you a lie, and you're just like, nope, here. Nope, here. And you don't even have to open up your Bible. You just know that that's the truth. And that is going to help you work on that so much. So if, if the things that Jean was talking about in journaling or Brock was talking about in having a quiet time or Katie was talking about with her post-its, if those things work for you, I challenge you to take the extra step and memorize that scripture and, and, and go even farther. Cool. Awesome. I think that was all amazing. Guys, this has been an amazing episode and we're going to cap it off the same way we do every episode with our reference minute here at Working at the Wheel. So this is a time for those of you that haven't been on the podcast for our guests and our co-hosts to plug whatever references that they may have about um, this topic, about what has helped them in their faith walk, literally anything that they want. Podcasts, books, preachers, churches, anything that you could, you know, worship music, anything that you're thinking of that you could throw in and just say, this has really helped me uproot lies or this has really helped me, you know, in, in my faith walk. Um, and I'll open that up to any, anybody here who wants to chime in. But, yep, reference minute, working at the wheel, here we go. Um, I know I said it earlier, but I truly encourage you all to find your symbol. Um, that's one way that I have uprooted those lies and began, began to drown those in the truth. Um, my truth, that I am enough. And I encourage you to just focus on one truth. I know we talked a lot about... Um, finding multiple truths and finding all these scriptures for all your lies baby steps find one lie find one truth to combat it and focus on that for a day a week a month however long it takes for you to when you think of that lie when that lie comes up in your life to immediately think of that truth and then go on to the next one add to that um i think that can be um that's definitely a great first step and it can be a lot when you try to think of all these lies and all these truths um take it step by step and baby steps for sure uh that'll help the most i think it has helped the most in my life but also just going to church i know a lot of times reading your bible can become um like schoolwork almost um you're gonna find truths in there but i know right now we're doing a lot of reading we're doing a lot of zoom watching whatnot um going to church has really helped me these past few months these past few years um I know I've gone to High Point a couple times. Uh, just truly get hearing someone else be able to dissect that scripture for you and hear it in a different way um, is one one thing I have been doing. Yeah, for sure. Um, just kind of going off of that, I definitely think that's something that has helped me in my faith walk a lot um, is just the idea of community. And I know we've talked about that before, um, but I just think community and being able to be vulnerable um, with different people is just such an amazing thing that the Lord has uh, gifted us with. And so a big part of that is just having accountability, um, especially with those lies in your life. Uh, if there's like one specific lie that you're telling yourself, um, one of the best ways that I found to combat that is to be able to be open with someone and tell them like, hey, I'm believing these lies in my life um, and I just want you to keep me accountable. That's sending me a text daily, just asking me like, oh, how am I doing with that today? Or just something like that where you're having someone else just look out for you and just a reminder that, these lies, they don't, uh, they don't control you, but that your identity is in Christ. Yeah, absolutely. And going back to what Katie said, I would 100% recommend going to High Point Church because Pastor Nick is such 
um, an intellectual and intelligent preacher. And I, I swear, every time I go, I learn something new. And I then realize how little I still know. And it just inspires me and gives me this um, burning desire to know more about God and to spend more time in the word um, because it is just truly amazing. And I, I don't think I've ever left High Point not having learned something new or realizing um, a new sin in my life or um, just being inspired to spend more time with God. So I would 100% recommend going to High Point. Um, or if you're a podcast listener, listening to High Point's podcast, because um, at the end of High Point's um, services, they do an Ask Me Anything um, Q&A. And so the questions they don't have time to answer um, at the end of service, they do a podcast for. And so I would 100% recommend listening to that because then um, some of the questions that you might have yourself might be answered in that podcast. Um, and so I would 100% recommend doing that. And not to be biased or anything, but I might just maybe know an intern at High Point Church, and it might just maybe be <laughs> me. But that's not important. I firmly agree with all three of your references and, and everything that you guys brought up today. I think this was a really great episode to continue the conversation that we had last week talking about identity. Last week, we talked about identity and God's plan. You know, here, we're taking that even further and thinking about, okay, I'm living in God's plan, but there's still lies coming at me. How do I uproot that? And I think that was a great second episode that we have here in our identity theft season or series. Um, and I'm really excited to just hear all the amazing content that's going to come up um, in the future. So thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you so much for all the truth and wisdom that you have provided, not only on this podcast, but to the movement as a whole. Um, it's truly been awesome watching all of you lead and continue to grow in your faith alongside of you. But other than that, that's it for us here at Working at the Wheel, and we will see you next week. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful week. Thank you.